Hey everybody and welcome to podcast 25 Oh my god, a quarter of a hundred This podcast will be about the gaming grid And different worlds um, within our real world And how we play in those worlds The grid A digital frontier I tried to picture clusters of information as they move through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. Greetings, program! I'm so very grateful that I can play games again. For several years there, I, I couldn't play any games at all unless I wanted to go to an internet gaming center, which was, you know, expensive. I, I did go for a little bit of time, but, you know, for most of, um, I think about two and a half years when I, I started being homeless, I couldn't. But I am very grateful to be able to experience the the worlds and places and people in these games. There are some wonderful and terrible sites and places you can go. I've gone to the desert wastelands of a post-apocalyptic future. I'm in a cyberpunk world now. I've gone to several fantasy worlds. And all of these places are, are places you can't really visit you know, in, in the real world. Back in the day in 99, um, when games first went to real 3D with uh, EverQuest, you know, not 3D that we know today, but, you know, 3D as opposed to 2D, flat, you know, sprite-ish images. When I first saw the Griffin and I heard him and I saw him animated, I cried a little bit because, you know, ever since I was little, I always thought about these fantasy worlds and, and places that uh, existed in, you know, lore and imagination and movies that I couldn't really sort of experience firsthand. And, and EverQuest being the, the first uh, 3D game that I played really really brought that forth and said yeah you know um, it will be possible during your lifetime to actually see these things before that games you know they, they were 2d and they were cool but they weren't very realistic I guess you could say and then they certainly really didn't tie in the the animations and sounds all together and uh, absolutely couldn't have it charge you and one shot you and you'd be like whoa I'm totally dead so you know there's that too Nowadays, I, I think people take gaming for granted, and people don't even know that it's really only about 35 years old that we've gone from Pong and Space War to what we have now. It's a very, very short time, and, you know, the majority of gamers probably, you know, have seen games their whole life, and they've always been around, especially those that are younger. But don't ever take these for granted. I mean, they, they take you places and allow you to do things that you could probably never really do in your lifetime. I've talked about it a little bit before, you know, about that you should appreciate games and, and they let us do things and, you know, experience lives different from our own in ways that, you know, aren't really possible or, you know, we don't really want to experience firsthand. So just, you know, remember that when you're on the gaming grid that um, it is special and important and we should never we should never forget its value to us um, personally as as well as a society I want to be the games until he dies and play
One thing that's been a more recent change than not is the, you know, the introduction with EverQuest of, you know, large social games, MMOGs. And before that, they didn't really exist. There were, you know, online games. I've, I've talked about this in a different podcast, but they were such small servers. It was more like, you know, a bulletin board or forum than an actual social networking experience, I guess you could call it, um, while playing games. Back uh, before MMOGs, people played console games or single-player games, and if it was a competitive game, it was something like a fighting game, you know, like an arcade fighting game. And people came in and they had fun, and, oh, I'm going to totally kill you. And, you know, whoever won didn't really matter. I mean, sometimes people would get mad because somebody was vastly overskilled compared to somebody else. But that was about it. I mean, there, there weren't hurt feelings. These people would come together, they'd play, they'd have a good laugh, and they would walk away friends. Recently, there's been a lot of guild drama, and some people have left because of the drama, and some people had feelings hurt, and um, some don't even want to play the game anymore at all because of the drama. And this isn't really the game's fault. I mean, the game is awfully grindy and not very interesting, but... Primarily, it's because of these social aspects that really have changed with MMOGs. The The rule in particular that's come up sort of to trigger all of this was that there was this rule about you can't have alts in the guild if your main leaves the guild. And personally, I think that's a completely dumb rule because it tells people who they can play and how they can play and when. And that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if you're playing games with your friends you don't say so-and-so can't be your friend anymore because they don't want to play a game with you they want to go play with somebody else as well or an, an example I used on the, the forums was that you know if, if somebody wants to go with you for ice cream and movies but a different friend just wants to go with you for ice cream you're not gonna break up with that friend and say oh you have to go with me for ice cream and movies or you can't be my friend anymore that's just ridiculous. So I don't understand why the guild is making this rule. There were arguments that, you know, it has to do with gear and, you know, the character with the most gear leaves, then they're just going to take the alts and level them up and leave for a different guild. And, you know, I can sort of understand that, but also it really kind of just makes the character into a tool for the guild box. And it's like it, the person itself, you know, behind the, the character seems to not matter to these people. It's like you're ignoring the player and just taking the character for what they are and, you know, the equipment on that character. That's kind of stupid. And in my opinion, you want to focus the complete opposite. You want to you wanna take care of the, the player, you know, and, and be friends and make solid, you know, relationships where you can because I really think those are going to be what keep them, you know, interested in the guild and interested in the game much, much longer than you know, levels or loot or, you know, how good their tool is for the guild. It seems like what's happening is that there's a lot of consumerism and loot motivation based around these these certain players. I mean, they're probably only maybe a quarter of the guild who, who feel this way, maybe half. I, I haven't talked to too many people about it. And I'm kind of upset by it, so I don't I don't really want to talk to them because... I do expect to leave the game before the end of the year, so it's just kind of like, you know, at this point, uh, whatever, you know, just let them have their opinion, and I'll just, you know, hang out with the people I like and just ignore those other people.
but it seems it seems really stupid because it seems like these people are trying to tell the other people who they can play with and how they can play and i really i really don't think that's a good idea in mmogs or any game i mean it's like you wouldn't be sitting on the couch with your buddy playing a single player game and say hey you have to take this exact character and this exact class and these exact weapons you know you might suggest it to them and say hey you you do this one and i'll do this one and you know you you work it out cooperatively but you don't force them to do something you don't say you absolutely must do this or you can't play with me that's just stupid so why why in the mmog i mean you know if if they've got their main in one guild and their alt in another guild they're spending the time with you that they want to spend with you how does it make it any difference if they have one character or a hundred characters or if they're playing five different games at once I mean I'm playing a couple of single-player games in the online game and they don't say you know I can't play the single-player games that would be stupid so why are they telling people they can't play with other guilds on the same or other servers that seems just as stupid to me as for them to say hey you can't play that single-player game Somebody I was talking to did mention that she thought maybe it has to do with the different backgrounds. And I would I would probably agree because I think people like me who did grow up with pen and paper gaming and we you know we we grew up with gaming as a whole as it were, you know we we grew up with a very different set of games. You know, first there were arcade games and then there were games at home and console games that were you know sprite based and they're you know things like, you know, adventure and and you know, space battle and asteroids and things like that. And and they were very, I guess you could say simple. There, there wasn't a lot of competition. And then when com competitive games did came around, they were like fighting games. And so, you know, they, they were like the arcade fighter. And so there was sort of a, a sports rivalry. But it wasn't, it wasn't an I hate you kind of thing. It was, you know, there, there wasn't any consumerism. There wasn't any leveling. It was just... I guess you could say skill against skill. And her point was that some of these people don't have that background. They just came straight into MMOGs. So they were hit straight with that consumeristic aspect. And so they are used to that everything is based around loot and level. And that's, you know, that's who they are. And they don't look at the social aspects first. You know, the players, they look at it, you know, just like, you know, the character has these tools and you're only as good as the tools so I guess I can sort of see that I don't I don't agree with it though and I think people out there listening who might be more loot centric or you know level focused or raid content oriented you know you might want to take a step back and and think you know okay what happens when you do hit that end content what happens when you do max out that gear you know the social relationships are all you've got left so I say focus on that you know levels and loot will come in time I don't see any reason why to to struggle for them why to fight over them why to you know bully people into giving you stuff or helping you or whatever it just doesn't make any sense I think people should be welcomed and treated like they were when they were little kids you know when you're playing tag or whatever kind of games on the playgrounds you should be welcomed for who you are and in the spirit of the game and you know there might be some competition but it's not it's not anything that's going to be life-changing you're still going to walk away and you're still going to be friends regardless of who wins or loses 
and how the game goes. You know, when you're playing a board game, you don't think about that you're going to walk away hating somebody that joined the game with you. That's never going to happen. But in an MMOG, it seems like sometimes in these guilds that can happen. And I just don't think it makes sense. I don't think it's worth it. You know, it's like you are you are spending time in the game. But, you know, real life is what should matter. You know, even though you don't see the person in real life, you know, the real feelings behind the character are what should matter. Because the levels in loot... They're, they're not going to matter. They're going to be gone when the game you know closes or when you leave or when you move on to another game. All of that's going to go away. The only thing that's going to stick with you are the stories and the adventure you share with your, your guild mates and other people on the, in the game with you. So I think you should focus on that and um, you know let everything else fall aside. you know don't don't bully, don't nitpick and don't don't fight for eh, things that don't really matter. Master Control Program everybody's been talking about. Flawless Victory. As promised, here is the hardware gaming tip for dusting out your computer. But first, a um, apology for being too silly last time. I'm not giving you the proper name of the alcohol. It is spelt I-S-O-P-R-O-P-Y-L. And I believe you pronounce that isopropyl. And uh, I, I can never remember. It's isopropyl. It's, it's in a clear bottle. Um, usually a square bottle. I'd say about 7 or 8 inches tall and about maybe 3 inches across and maybe 2 inches deep. It's um pretty much about the size of something you would hold in your adult size hand and it'll be a, a little bit bigger than that. So there is that and uh, now you should be able to look it up on the internets if you need to look it up. Um, it, it's pretty much in every kind of food or grocery store so should be easy to find. So that is that for last time. So for this time, you'll just need a, a can of compressed air, and hopefully you still have uh, plenty left from one that you used up last time, um, unless your keyboard was like really horribly yucky. However, um, blowing out your computer can take a full can of air, so you might run out if you um, have used a partial one and uh, didn't get a three-pack, which I'd recommend you probably just get a three-pack because, I mean, you'll use them up eventually. You know, it may take a, a couple years, but you'll use them all up. I, d I don't think they go bad unless um, the seal breaks or something, which I've I've never had any issue with them. I've bought two or three packs over the years, and they've never gone bad. So for this, um, depending how dusty your system is, and for those of you who have never done it, it's going to be horrible probably, so... 
you'll you'll definitely want to take it outside but if it's kinda sorta not really that dusty you might want to just go ahead and leave it inside the thing is that if it is pretty dusty when you do those sprays it'll kinda swirl around and kick back in your face if um, you're in a closed space so if you don't have a lot of room like you know you don't have space to pull it out from under your desk say or um, you know you don't want to take it all the way outside um, be really really super careful and I'd, I'd recommend that you just go ahead and you know switch it off and turn off the power at the back of the power supply and then just go ahead and carry it outside just to be safe um, you know don't drop it or anything but it, I, I would rather you guys go through the pain in the butt of that than have dust kicking back in your face because you know it gets in your eyes and your lungs and that's that's no good so we want you to cover up your eyes with um, just kind of anything just sunglasses are fine if you have like safety goggles those are even better um, it's it's usually not that big of an issue because you can usually stretch your arm out and be you know at arm's length and it's you know yeah aim and you'll be fine um, if you have one of those painter masks to cover your face as well uh, that would be great if not and the system is super dusty um, you might want to take like a paper towel or something put it under the sunglasses just you know to be doubly sure you don't accidentally inhale any any uh, vicious dust bunnies that might come flying at you so what you want to do is uh, shut off the system if it's on a power strip shut off the power strip I always recommend you shut off the power supply switch on the back of the power supply just don't forget that you did that because if you forget to turn it back on you you might think your system's dead and, and freak out and that would be bad so what you what you do then is if it, you know like I said if it's super dusty you'll want to detach it and take it outside which I would recommend you do if you haven't done this before um, some of you may actually not need to do this if you have a new system and it's got those washable air filters you just wash those you don't need to blow out the system but if you uh, take it outside take leave it inside either or uh, the first step will be obviously to put on the glasses and mask and be sure that your can of air has enough air um, if it's almost empty you'll want to get a new one obviously before you do this and then what you'll do is um, just unscrew the the face plate on the side of the system and then pop that off so you've got the I guess you could call it the left side of the system if you were looking at it your left not the left of the system I suppose technically it's the top of the system but nobody nobody puts their system like that anymore so it's it's the side it's the side you always open to get to stuff so that's the side you open and then what I recommend you do is blow uh, sort of top down I guess you could say if there is a fan on top you'll you'll want to start with that and then um, go inside and do above the optical drive and then the top I guess third of the motherboard and then you'll want to do the CPU and uh, well you know not the CPU because it's covered but you know whatever is cooling your CPU and then uh, get those fan bits there and again if if it's really dirty in the fans you might want to get a q-tip and then clean out each blade it you shouldn't need to do that though um the air should be enough on its own however uh, the fan will probably go and like spin around when you blow it so you might want to take your finger and kinda hold it you know put your finger on the center of the fan blade so it doesn't do that so you know you have to hold it in place with your finger 
don't push too hard you know put push kind of gently just enough to hold it from getting blown in a circle though you might want to do it because it's funny just to check it out and then you'll want to um wait for the dust to settle a few seconds and then blow off the middle section sort of you know the where the graphics card and the hard drive typically are and then if you have a second video card or other adding cards like sound card or something you know wait a few seconds for the, the dust to sell from that and then do them and then you'll want to do the bottom and the bottom is the really risky part because that's where all of the dust will settle to and if it has been a while there may be you know huge piles of dust in the corner if that is the case you might want to take some paper towels and um, sort of scoop around at the bottom before blowing and then um, I always recommend after you blow you do that anyways just to be sure you know you get stuff that you can't blow so that's my tips um, an advanced tip I guess is you can kinda sorta lean it towards you just a little bit not a huge amount maybe I would guess 10 to 15 degrees um, you know that's uh, a 45 degree angle and then half of that and then half of that just kinda you know pick it up a couple inches off that one side and that um, that sometimes helps when you blow that the dust bunnies will sort of fall out of the case instead of falling to the bottom or you know on whatever part is below it so I recommend uh, everybody do that who has not done it it will help keep the system uh, breathing better as it were and we all know that breathing better is good in terms of computerness uh, breathing better helps the parts to keep cooler which um, you know helps them to not overheat and not heat up as much because when things heat up more they tend to perform not quite as well so you always want the parts cooler you know ideally and I would recommend you probably do this about every six to eight months obviously once you've done the big blowing then um, it just needs a little you know maybe one minute you know every now and then it's not a huge deal just enough to be sure that stuff doesn't pile up on it. If you have pets or you live in an area that is particularly dusty, then you might want to do it more often, maybe four to six months. If you have pets, though, uh, especially if you have a lot of pets, you really might want to consider one of the newer cases that do have the washable filters because, you know, if a lot of pet hair gets in there, it could be really bad really quickly. And, um, you know, fire! Look out! So... I recommend uh, not letting that happen. So that's my hardware tip for this time. And um, happy computing, I guess. Thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. Gildebates of the rabbit did donate some gold for his birthday. I like birthdays. And now that his paw is better, he did buy himself 
some pirate boots. I like boots. As we all know, all you need are the boots. End of line. So here we are at the end of another Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Yay! This uh, closing bit might sound a little bit strange because I'm in a, a different place than I normally record. And um, a couple days ago, I went to a party for somebody who I haven't seen in like 10 years. It was uh, weird, but not as weird as I expected. Anyways, there was pretty much half a dozen people smoking at any given time. And um, that just destroyed me. So my voice uh, sounds really terrible. Well, either either the smoke itself destroyed me or it put me into a, a condition where the very, very minor cold I had uh, just was allowed to take over completely. So... My voice sounds terrible, and there may be some background noise. The uh, paw update is that I am all better. I am, in fact, uh, so much better that I'm basically um, where I was um, in terms of that I didn't need any surgery. And um, a couple weeks ago when I went to to see the doctor last time, they said you couldn't even tell that the the ankle had been broken unless somebody told you. And uh, this time, same thing. You know, it's perfect. doesn't look like it was broken at all. In fact, the x-ray technician was like, did you break your ankle? So um, they can't even tell. So everything should heal just fine. Uh, I guess it'll take four to eight weeks for uh, full recovery to get uh, range of motion back. It is still uh, stiff, and um, so it's, it's not really painful, but it's very weird to move up and down. It's um, swollen and resistant and uh, doesn't like to move that way a whole lot, so walking is a bit weird. Also, because I was in a cast for almost seven weeks, the the balance is all wonky. So uh, walking is, is weird in that my, my muscles aren't used to walking for a long time. And so they're they're like, whoa, what's going on? And, um, you know, I have to regain my balance. And there's the stiffness and the swelling, which could stay there for up to a year. So that would suck. Um, the boot laces are probably a good inch wider on that one boot than the other one. And uh, the ankle is still still swollen. You can't see my ankle bones at all. There is gross necrotic zombie flesh on the, the bottom and, and sides and back of the, the foot. Um, I guess pretty much the, the cast sucked all of the moisture out of it. So it's it's dried and really dark yellow and flaking off. And uh, I'll, I'll probably um, have to rehydrate and use a, a dead skin scraper to to get that yuckiness off and so that's pretty gross thanks a lot for that but uh, again it, it should be a full recovery and I should be back to normal in a couple months again um I guess I got really lucky in that these were clean breaks and uh, very minor breaks as far as um you know breaking uh severity I guess and that um you know I will make a full recovery I didn't need surgery there's no permanent damage and um everything should be back to normal I, I'm very lucky, um, you know, because I, I do have this sad homeless life that uh, something like this hasn't happened more often or uh, certainly in a worse fashion. So I guess the pirates uh, did um, predict things correctly and uh, everything should be just fine. And uh, that's cool. I did uh, start a thread on uh, Facebook, my, my Facebook page for... The podcast uh, sort of in pre-celebration of Podcast 25 and asked, uh, what was your guys' favorite podcast and why? Um, nobody's responded yet, uh, as far as I know. Uh, nobody said anything really on previous podcasts except for a couple of guildies I know. And uh, they like the bloopers and they like the 
the history sections because they are somewhat new to gaming and so they don't always know the, f the history. But uh, as for the, the other approximate uh, 58 listeners, I have no idea what you guys like or what you don't like. So um, if you want more or less of something, uh, let me know. Post on uh, Facebook or um, send me an email. Uh, either or works just fine. And uh, that's it for this podcast. Hopefully I'll see everybody next time. And uh, that's it. Take care of yourselves. Uh, don't don't take any risks. Or uh, something bad like this might happen to you too. Um, you know, in, in terms of ankle and homelessness. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope everybody's doing okay. So that's it. Okay, thanks, bye. Fake intro to podcast 25. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody that um, half the time when I start a podcast, I don't know what I'm going to say. But I want the intro spacer thing in the uh, the construction of the, the podcast. So I'll make a fake intro and then uh, edit it out later. So shh, secret intro for podcast 25. I've gone to the deserts of a uh, uh, wasteland, a uh, Pocola. Po, 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 po. Not a huge much. Ooh, oops. And. Mm, eh. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use a space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com whenever you type rabbit in any of those be sure to, to put a one in place of i Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.